0: hello world i'm roger corville and this is for the hope's daily audio bible where we read through the scriptures conversationally talk about the truth claims of christianity and learn to fall more in love with jesus and the people in his world you ready let's roll welcome we as christians live a life that is often referred to as a now and not yet life right when we put our trust in jesus You are instantly a new creation in the eyes of God and empowered by the Holy Spirit to conquer sin in your life now. And growth in spiritual maturity is not yet fully complete until we get to heaven. And that idea, my friends, has a really important way it touches down in life for those living on earth as exiles from our forever home. Hey, Hopeful, and welcome to episode 1958, Glad to be back in front of my regular microphone, which I was yesterday, but I forgot to mention. But glad you've joined the movement of those being transformed by reading through every word of God's revelation of himself, or that you're just checking it out. And maybe you haven't joined the movement, but of course, that's Jesus' invitation to you, not mine. The big deal in our right now life is this. When you suffer for doing what is right, When you do so, God blesses you for it. So our goal is to respond well to those who mistreat us so that we can share our faith with others, right? Then no one can speak poorly of you as a Christian. That's what Jesus did, exactly as predicted in many places in the Old Testament, but particularly in the section of Isaiah that we've been in. And that's a call to us. Have that same perspective on suffering that Jesus did. Continuing with our New Testament reading today, 1 Peter chapter 3, picking up in verse 13. Who then will harm you if you are devoted to what is good? But even if you should suffer for righteousness, you are blessed. Do not fear them or be intimidated, but in your hearts regard Christ the Lord as holy, ready at any time to give a defense to anyone who asks you for a reason for the hope that is in you. and <laughs> I'm just going to say that again. Always be ready. Does it sound familiar? That's where it comes from. But in your hearts, regard Christ the Lord as holy, ready at any time to give a defense to anyone who asks you for a reason for the hope that is in you. Yet do this with gentleness and reverence. Keeping a clear conscience, so that when you are accused, those who disparage your good conduct in Christ will be put to shame. For it is better to suffer for doing good, if that should be God's will, than for doing evil. For Christ also suffered for sins once for all, the righteous for the unrighteous, that he might bring you to God. He was put to death in the flesh but made alive in the spirit in which he also went and made proclamation to the spirits in prison who in the past were disobedient when God patiently waited in the days of Noah while the ark was being prepared. In it, a few, that is eight people, were saved through water. Baptism, which corresponds to this, now saves you, not as a removal of dirt from the body, But the pledge of a good conscience toward God, through the resurrection of Jesus Christ, who has gone into heaven and is at the right hand of God with angels, authorities, and powers, subject to him. Therefore, since Christ suffered in the flesh, arm yourselves also with the same understanding, because the one who suffers in the flesh is finished with sin, in order to live the remaining time in the flesh no longer for human desires, but for God's will. For there has already been enough time spent in doing what the Gentiles choose to do, carrying on in unrestrained behavior, evil desires, drunkenness, orgies, carousing, and lawless idolatry. They are surprised that you don't join them in the same flood of wild living, and they slander you they will give an account to the one who stands ready to judge the living and the dead. For this reason, the gospel was also preached to those who are now dead, so that, although they might be judged in the flesh according to human standards, they might live in the Spirit according to God's standards. The end of all things is near. Therefore, be alert and sober-minded for prayer. Above all, Maintain constant love for one another, since love covers a multitude of sins. Be hospitable to one another without complaining. Just as each one has received a gift, use it to serve others as good stewards of the varied grace of God. If anyone speaks, let it be as one who speaks God's words. If anyone serves, let it be from the strength God provides, so that God may be glorified through Jesus Christ in everything. To Him be the glory and the power forever and ever. Amen. Well, there you go. Up through chapter 4, verse 11. And my friends, in the past, that message is that we've spent time sinning and God will judge sin. So now what should we do? Live for God. And since the end is near, live in love toward others which is an action of using our spiritual gifts, right? As you serve others, God will be praised. Turn to our Old Testament segment today. Some of the sweetest stuff in the book of Isaiah is a message to, oh yeah, you got it, the suffering children of God in every generation. And at that time, remember there's a double fulfillment of prophecy often. At that time, Isaiah looked ahead a century and a half to the condition of Judah in exile in Babylon and spoke first to them a message of God's loving redemption from the water and fire of his judgments. But it is right for Christians in every generation to receive comfort from words like we heard yesterday. I will be with you when you pass through the waters and when you pass through the rivers, they will not overwhelm you. You will not be scorched when you walk through fire and the flame will not burn you. And from there, my friends, we pick up in chapter 43 at verse 22. But Jacob, you have not called on me. Because Israel, you have become weary of me. You have not brought me your sheep for burnt offerings or honored me with your sacrifices. I have not burdened you with offerings or wearied you with incense. You have not brought me Aromatic cane with silver, or satisfied me with the fat of your sacrifices, but you have burdened me with your sins. You have wearied me with your iniquities. I am the one. I sweep away your transgressions for my own sake and remember your sins no more. Remind me, let's argue the case together. Recount the facts so that you may be vindicated. Your first father sinned, and your mediators have rebelled against. Mm Mm-hmm, me. So I defiled the officers of the sanctuary and set Jacob apart for destruction and Israel for scorn. And now listen, Jacob, my servant, Israel, whom I have chosen. This is the word of the Lord, your maker, the one who formed you from the womb. He will help you. Do not fear, Jacob, my servant. Jeshurun whom I have chosen, for I will pour water on the thirsty land and streams on the dry ground. I will pour out my spirit, capital S. I will pour out my spirit on your descendants and my blessing on your offspring. They will sprout among the grass like poplars by flowing strings. This one will say, I am the Lord's. And another one will use the name of Jacob and still another will write on his hand, the Lord's. And take on the name of Israel. This is what the Lord, the King of Israel and its Redeemer, the Lord of armies, says I am the first and I am the last. There is no God but me, who, like me, can announce the future. Let him say so and make a case before me, since I have established an ancient people. Let these gods, Declare the coming things and what will take place. Do not be startled or afraid. Have I not told you and declared it long ago? You are my witnesses. Is there any God but me? There is no other rock. I don't know any. All who make idols are nothing, and what they treasure benefits no one. Their witnesses do not see or know anything, so they will be put to shame. Who makes a god or casts a metal image that benefits no one? Look, all its worshippers will be put to shame, and the craftsmen are humans. They will all assemble and stand. They will be startled, all of them, and put to shame. The iron worker labors over the coals, shapes the idol with hammers, and works it with his strong arm, also... He grows hungry and his strength fails. He doesn't drink water and is faint. The woodworker stretches out a measuring line. He outlines it with a stylus and shapes it with chisels and outlines it with a compass. He makes it according to a human form, like a beautiful person, to dwell in a temple. He cuts down cedars for his use, or he takes a cypress or an oak, and he lets it grow strong among the trees of the forest. He plants a laurel and the rain makes it grow a person can use it for fuel. He takes some of it and warms himself. Also, he kindles a fire and bakes bread. (laughs) He even makes it into a god and worships it. He makes an idol from it and bows down to it. He burns half of it in a fire and he roasts meat on that half. He eats the roast and is satisfied. He warms himself and says, ah, I'm warm. I see the blaze. And he makes a god or an idol with the rest of it. He bows down and worships. He prays to it. Save me for you are my God. Such people do not comprehend and cannot understand. For he has shut their eyes so they cannot see and their minds so they cannot understand. No one comes to his senses no one has the perception or insight to say i burned half of it in the fire i also baked bread on its coals and roasted meat and ate hey should i make something detestable with the rest of it should i bow down to a block of wood he feeds on ashes his deceived mind has led him astray and he cannot rescue himself or say isn't there a lie in my right hand Remember these things, Jacob and Israel, for you are my servant. I formed you. You are my servant. Israel, you will never be forgotten by me. I have swept away your transgressions like a cloud and your sins like a mist. Return to me, for I have redeemed you. Rejoice, heavens, for the Lord has acted. Shout, depths of the earth. Break out in singing, mountains, forest, and every tree in it. For the Lord has redeemed Jacob, and he glorifies himself through Israel. This is what the Lord your Redeemer, who formed you from the womb, says I am the Lord who made everything, who stretched out the heavens by myself, who alone spread out the earth, who destroys the omens of the false prophets and makes fools of diviners, who confounds the wise and makes their knowledge foolishness, who confirms the message of his servant and fulfills the counsel of his messengers, who says to Jerusalem, she will be inhabited and says to the cities of Jacob, they will be rebuilt and I will restore her ruins. He who says to the depths of the sea, be dry, and I will dry up your rivers. Who says to Cyrus, my shepherd, he will fulfill all my pleasure. And says to Jerusalem, she will be rebuilt. And of the temple, he says, its foundation will be laid. And that's through 44 before we finish this up. I want to pay attention to one thing, right? Remember, he's talking about Cyrus, who is the prince of where? Oh, an evil foreign nation. The Lord says this to Cyrus, his anointed, whose right hand I have grasped to subdue nations before him and disarm kings to open doors before him. And even city gates will not be shut. The Lord says, I will go before you and level the uneven places. I will shatter the bronze doors and cut the iron bars in two. I will give you the treasures of darkness and riches from secret places so that you may know that I am the Lord. I am the God of Israel who calls you by your name. I call you by your name for the sake of my servant Jacob and Israel, my chosen one. I give a name to you, though you do not know me. I am the Lord, and there is no other. There is no God but me. I will strengthen you, though you do not know me, so that all may know from the rising of the sun to its setting that there is no one but me. I am the Lord, and there is no other. I form light and create darkness. I make success and create disaster. I am the Lord who does all these things. Heavens. "'Sprinkle from above and let the skies shower righteousness. "'Let the earth open up so that salvation will sprout "'and righteousness will spring up with it. "'I, the Lord, have created it. "'Woe to the one who argues with his maker, "'one clay pot among many. "'Does clay say anything to the one forming it? "'What are you making? "'Or does your work say, "'He has no hands?' (laughs) Woe to the one who says to his father, What are you fathering? Or says to his mother, What are you giving birth to? This is what the Lord, the Holy One of Israel and its Maker says. Ask me what is to happen to my sons, and instruct me about the work of my hands. I made the earth and created humans on it. It was my hands that stretched out the heavens, and I commanded everything in them. I have stirred him up in righteousness and will level all roads for him. He will rebuild my city and set my exiles free, not for a price or a bribe, says the Lord of armies. And that gets us up through chapter 45, verse 13. And it's a little less than I wanted to read today, my friends, but I want to leave a little time for prayer Because as you're going to hear in the Always Be Ready segment, there is this theme from beginning to end of the Bible about that that shows up oftentimes in the word repayment. And we're about to read this chunk in Proverbs that also mentions that in a way that I didn't on that Always Be Ready segment. What's the big deal? Perfect justice. Justice. We want justice, and God has promised it. The question is, are we going to trust him, right? The one and only true God works in unexpected ways as he keeps his promises to save his people and bless his world, which is something we just heard over and over. Who who formed the earth? It's kind of like the the tone that you hear in the book of Job. (laughs) Yeah, nobody. It's me. And my friends, God will work out his plan, even using an evil king to work out salvation for all who fully acknowledge him as God. Of course, it doesn't mean that all are saved, right? And remember even the demons acknowledge who Jesus is. So for our closing wisdom segment today, Proverbs 24:10 through12, and then we'll pray. If you do nothing in a difficult time, your strength is limited. Rescue those being taken off to death and save those stumbling towards slaughter. If you say, but we didn't know about this, won't he who weighs hearts consider it? Won't he who protects your life know? Won't he repay a person according to his work? Proverbs 24, 10 through 12. And the answer, of course, to that rhetorical question is, yes, he will. That's perfect justice. Getting exactly what we deserve. Of course, grace is amazing because that means we don't get what we deserve. And as we heard at the top of the program, responding to suffering in a godly way is a now and a not yet thing. People will be curious why you have joy, why you have hope. We even read the passage today that this whole show is based on. For the hope. Why give a reason for the hope. Always be ready. And Lord God, we just want to lift up that before you. Lord, that's standing firm in a crazy day. That even seems to be getting worse. And Lord, I know here in the West, we we don't even realize the depth of pain and suffering and persecution and whatever that many of our brothers and sisters in the world have been dealing with for a long time maybe their whole lives. But Lord, we want to be faithful. Help us to help us to keep our eyes on the not yet that you are perfectly good, you're perfectly trustworthy. There's no one but you worthy of worship. There's no one but you who could fulfill every single promise ever made, Lord, and we look forward to you setting all things right. I love you, my friends. Amen. Amen.